Hey there, Chris here. In case you hadn't heard, that website I mentioned at the end of season two, yeah, well, it finally went live. That's right, talesofthetribunal.com is live right now. It's got all of the episodes of TOT from seasons one and two, as well as every episode of Disputes Digest. Plus, it's got a great interactive tool for researching and comparing arbitral rules. So head on over to talesofthetribunal.com and check it out. Oh, and one more thing. We're wrapping up 2020 with two more episodes of Disputes Digest this week and next week. I know that many of you already have, but if you haven't, please head over to TOT's LinkedIn page and give us a follow. And, you know, maybe send it to one friend that you think might like it too. All right, enough of that. Let's get on to the show. Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is December 9th, 2020. I'm Chris Campbell. We start today with the news. Chinese investors of the company PJSC Motorsick notified the Ukrainian government of an investment dispute that it has submitted for resolution by international arbitration to recover damages from Ukrainian government estimated to be some 3.5 billion US dollars. The Chinese investors are represented by Wilmer Hale, DLA Piper, Bird and Bird, whereas Erringer will act as an advisor on Ukrainian law and international arbitration. The claim is based on an alleged expropriation related to a China-UK agreement. Further information will be available in the coming months. Another investor state dispute makes the news as the company DP World asserts a claim against the Djibouti government as DP World asserts a claim that it, rather than the government, is the rightful legal operator and concession holder of the Delora container terminal in Djibouti. The company argues that the government is bound by rulings coming out of the UK courts requiring a return of control within two months or greater accrual of damages. Djibouti President Ismail Omar Gola and his government respond that the issue is not one of monetary damages, but of DP's alleged attempt to violate monopoly restrictions in the country and vows to fight this claim further. This is a developing story. After that, the publication Asian Legal Business reports an article by Mr. Wang Chengjie, Vice Chairman and Secretary General of CTAC, which surveys and recounts CTAC's cooperation with various international arbitration organizations over the past year, and especially in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of those institutions include the ICSID, ICDR, DIS, VIAC, and AIAC. Some of the initiatives include the development and wide application of online filing, video conferencing support in hybrid hearings, and technological improvements to its infrastructure. According to the article, some of these innovations may remain even in a post-COVID professional environment. The article is available in full at the Asian Legal Businesses website. From there, a decision that may be of particular note if you're competing in this year's Vis Moot, an order from the Austrian Supreme Court confirming the arbitral tribunal's ruling to hold virtual hearings despite one party's objection. The tribunal, constituted under the auspices of the Vienna International Arbitration Center, VIAC, was affirmed by the court which held, one, arbitral tribunals enjoy broad discretionary power on how to manage arbitral proceedings and thus respondent was not entitled to undermine that authority, two, the arbitral tribunal enjoys broad discretion on how to conduct those hearings, even deciding to transfer hearings to an online video venture, and three, nonverbal expressions, e.g. eye rolling, were not sufficient grounds to challenge an arbitrator. The full opinion is available on the court's website. Finally for the news, the U.S. Department of Justice provides an updated guidance paper on arbitration and antitrust matters. Arbitration and antitrust matters has been long permissible in the United States, ever since SCOTUS's decision in Mitsubishi Motors v. Solar Chrysler Plymouth. 
However, certain adjustments to policy are made from time to time. The DOJ's guidance represents an adjustment and while not binding legal precedent, does provide persuasive authority. The adjustment and the paper provides guidance on every phase of an arbitral matter involving antitrust. The paper, in full, is available in the show notes. Now, on to opportunities. The Singapore International Arbitration Center is seeking a knowledge management lawyer to join its team in Singapore. The position requires the lawyer to, one, write articles and create other content for legal journals and publications, such as the SEAC website, Two, research various arbitration-related issues, such as the enforcement of awards. And three, to provide training on new developments in arbitration. The candidate should have four years of post-qualification experience, and the background in management would be an advantage. The law firm K-Law is seeking a junior associate to join its commercial and IP legal teams. Said associate should have one to two years of relevant professional experience and be comfortable with general corporate matters as well as data security and privacy, as well as be familiar with working directly with client. K-Law is a firm with 80 lawyers and revolves around working in specialized teams. The position would be based in the firm's Belgian offices. Ride-sharing application company Uber is seeking an associate counsel to join the company's regulatory and litigation team based in the UK and Ireland. Ideal candidate should be UK qualified and have experience in corporate law and dispute resolution, and especially in business judgment in a fast-paced environment. The posting is available on the company's website. Next, the European Space Agency, ESA, is recruiting a legal officer to join its Paris-based team. The successful candidate will be responsible for drafting and preparing legal instruments and documents on behalf of the agency, as well as negotiating and overseeing the preparation of international agreements and managing disputes that may arise across multiple jurisdictions. A knowledge of government procurement contracts would be an asset. The full posting is available on the ESA website. The Journal of Transnational Dispute Management has issued a call for papers for its special issue on on old and new disputes in aerospace law. The theme of the call is to update and survey developments in the industry and to examine novel issues that will face the legal community. Abstracts are being accepted until April of 2021 and full papers are due by August 2021. The full posting is available on the TDM website. Finally, on to events. And this first one is one that yours truly is involved in. The Atlanta International Arbitration Society kicks off its annual conference today and goes until December 10th and will feature a number of topics. This year's theme is recent global political developments and their effects on international arbitration. The panels will feature spotlights on every continent and be staffed by leading practitioners in the field. For example, I'm hosting a panel on China that will feature speakers Xian Bao, Jessica Fei, Kevin Kim, and Eric Olander. It's bound to be a ton of fun, and if you're hearing this on the day that it's released, December 9th, there is definitely still time to register. Then on December 15th, Judicial Arbitration and Mediation Services, or JAMS, is hosting an event entitled Empowering Diversity Within ADR, Pathways to Increase Diversity, Inclusion, and Selection in ADR, and will feature insights from Laura Abramson, retired judges Ariel Bellin of New York and Allison Duncan of Washington, D.C., as well as Michael Thomas and Robert Shivers. The panelists will discuss a range of topics from pathways to dispute resolution to how to gain practical experience and in what ways counsel can impact the pipeline of diverse candidates in the legal profession. The Africa Arbitration Academy is hosting a webinar entitled IBA Guidelines on Conflicts of Interest in International Arbitration. 
The event is ideal for practitioners, academics, judges, government officials, and more, and will highlight the main features and applications of the IBA guidelines. Finally, the Young ITA announces an event titled The Arbitral Process from Start to Finish, Tips for a Successful Arbitration, and will include a roundtable discussion that will examine the arbitration process at all phases. Great for new and mid-level practitioners to sharpen their skills or to refresh on the fundamentals. That is all for this week. Remember to follow Disputes Digest on LinkedIn, to leave a review, or to share with a friend or colleague. Any comments or feedback for the show can be sent to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.